Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from all of us here at the uh, Big 89. Before we get to our friend Dan Petrella from the Tribune, and he's going to do the math for us on the Thompson Center, I want to squeeze Stu in at 312-591-8900 about the starved rock murders and the uh, writer we just had on from the Chicago Magazine. Hi, Stu. Go ahead. Hi, buddy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, good. Uh, I've been long-time listeners since the country station. But anyway, I'll get to the point. Um, the thing that you were just talking about, the uh, Uyghur trial, there is actually a documentary on HBO right now that is fascinating about that whole experience that happened down there in Star Rock. Details a lot of things about how the, how uh, you know he went to jail, uh, how they charged him, all kinds of things. My guys, uh, uh, during the last break, were able to find a couple clips. Here is uh, Uyghur from that same documentary you described uh, on HBO. Why should, I, why should I say I committed a crime I never committed? Because had you expressed remorse, you would have been out decades ago. That's my conjecture. They threatened me to sign a confession. I could have I went home in 1978 if I went in and told the parole board that, that I had committed this crime. Okay, so... I said, I'll stay in prison the rest of my life to prove my innocence before I'll make any deals with any crooked people, man. Oh. So his sister, my understanding, Stu, and Stu, thank you for the call. Much appreciated, sir. Uh, his sister, also a big part of this documentary. Because I can't see me and two of my friends going oh. out. Let me set this up. She was asked, well, why are you so sure that your brother is innocent of killing those three women from Riverside all those years ago at Starved Rock? Because... Because I can't see me and two of my friends going out for a hike and some young, skinny person there with a stick is going to kill three of us. Yesterday, our current governor, J.B. Pritzker, was out talking about the negotiations to sell a state building named after a former governor, the Thompson Center, for about $70 million. Today, I am proud to announce that for the very first time, we're taking a massive step forward with a plan that will result in the sale of the Thompson Center and that will save taxpayers $800 million. This deal, if completed, will see the state buy back a third of the renovated building for about $148 million. So the net cost to us... About $78 million. And J.B. Pritzker and his administration said the arrangement is a good deal for the taxpayers. Let's start there with Dan Petrella from the Chicago Tribune. Dan, can you explain how this is a good deal for the taxpayers? Well, that's not for me to decide, but the uh, the case that the administration makes is that, um, you know, they're looking at hundreds of millions of dollars in needed repairs to the building if they were to continue owning the whole thing in addition to it just being much more space than than the state needs for its current needs so um you know their argument is that if they sold the whole thing and didn't continue to occupy part of the space they'd need to go out and buy other or lease other office space somewhere in the loop which would cost them at least as much and um you know or they'd have to hold on to the building and spend something upwards of 300 million dollars to get it up to um modern standards Tell us about the Prime Group, the folks who we think are going to buy the Thompson Center and lease a lot of it back to us. Yes, they're a you know, longtime Chicago developer. They've been involved in a lot of projects um, downtown over, over several decades. Um, and uh, funny enough, former Governor James R. Big Jim Thompson was a um, um, board member at the company in one, at one time. Um, just kind of an odd coincidence there. 
Um, but they plan to, um, you know, overhaul the exterior of the building, put up glass walls sort of separating the office floors from the big atrium um, that anybody who's stepped foot in the Thompson Center would recognize. Um, they say this will address a lot of the efficiency problems that the building has had over the years and complaints that tenants have about temperature control and all sorts of other issues like food smells wafting up from, from the food court in the basement and, and all sorts of things like that. Dan Petrello is here from the Chicago Tribune talking about the Thompson Center and the sale uh, to this development corp, uh, Prime Group. Uh, were there any other bidders? Yes, a group uh, led by Bob Dunn of Landmark Development um, also put in a bid. Uh, the state didn't like that one as much. It wasn't. Um, they felt the terms were even less advantageous for the state, and also uh, that plan would have leveled the leveled the existing building and built a new high rise misuse development on the site. Do experts feel that without COVID, without the pandemic, which has really tanked commercial real estate, that this building would have been sold off a lot easier, perhaps, and just raised with a fresh start? You know, that's a good question. There's been a lot of speculation about what the market would have been even pre-COVID. A few years back, the state uh, booked $300 million in in hypothetical revenue from selling the building to, quote-unquote, balance the budget. And I think a lot of people in the real estate world um, even at the time, this was in 2018, raised eyebrows at that uh, at that price tag. Um, you know, I think it it um, also you know there are a lot of preservationists who wanted to keep the building, so this sort of um, helps with some of those issues that might have come up as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see what demand is like for this building and really what is a prime location in the loop. But um, I think the big question on everyone's mind right now is how many people are going to be working downtown even after the pandemic is, is over. Yeah, and reading from your piece, uh, Dan Petrell at the Chicago Tribune, our central business district vacancy rate is about 18% right now, and that's the highest level in about 12 or 13 years. So, you know, it's kind of a silver lining for the preservationists, the landmark Illinois people and other, the architecture groups, that because of COVID, because of the pandemic and the tanking of the commercial real estate market, they're able to save the Thompson Center. Yeah, I think so, and it's interesting to see, too, it's up for um, consideration for the National Register of Historic Places, which, depending on what the final plans for the building are, um, could bring in some some tax credits to kind of help um, make the the finances of the deal work, too. So it'll be interesting to see what the the final structure looks like once they're all done with it. It's supposed to take about two years, they say, to to complete this overhaul. So it'll be interesting to see, too, if they can keep up that, that timeline. Did the governor, the current governor, Pritzker, admit or kind of wink his eye uh, in as much as he's done a complete 180 on his position regarding this building? Um, you know, they, they kind of have maintained that, um, you know, they were indifferent to, to what happened. It just, with the building, it just happened that the group that made the best offer was the one that wanted to keep it. Although he did express, um, you know, pleasure that they were able to, to you know, not, not have to raise the building. Uh, and I'm not, again, the math confuses me here. Uh, the governor's office, according to your column, they say selling the building saves the state $20 million per year over the next 30 years by consolidating office leases and reducing operating expenses. But don't they still have vacant space on the west side for the the state infrastructure and the employees? Yeah, they bought a new building um, uh, earlier this year, actually, a 17-story office building that you see regional offices for Pepsi, um, and they're in the process of moving a bunch of 
of state employees there. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out and who ends up where. And, um, you know, I think um, time will tell how, how it all balances out on, on the ledger for the state. And for anybody who's involved in commercial real estate, because I think that's the next tsunami coming over the horizon here, is the, the tanking of the commercial real estate business in all urban areas. Yeah, and, you know, uh, the developer, uh, Michael Reschke, kind of um, was asked about that yesterday and said, you know, people might think I have a screw loose, but I really think that this that this project is going to pay off and he sees value uh, to companies like law firms and, and, and things of that nature that need to be near City Hall or near the Daily Center um, that have reason to, to still be in, in the central business district of the city. Well, maybe they can reach out to Billy Crystal and he can remake the movie he did years ago with the scene at the uh, then State of Illinois building. I think Gregory Hines co-starred in that with Billy Crystal. Maybe maybe that'll be part of the grand reopening. <laughs> we will see. Thank you, Dan. Have a great afternoon, sir. Thanks. You as well. This sale alleviates taxpayers of over half a billion dollars in necessary deferred maintenance costs okay. on this building. Well, that's great. Terrific. Uh, what happens to the name uh, Thompson Center? I have not forgotten the important role that Governor Jim Thompson played <laughs> in our state's history. I've spoken directly with Governor Thompson's family, and with their blessing, we will be looking to determine another opportunity to honor his tremendous legacy for this state. Let me guess, guaranteed rate building at Thompson Plaza. 